This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. Let's just pray and then we'll start. Heavenly Father, this morning we just want to thank you for the opportunity that we've got to dig into your word. And we pray, Lord God, that you might just lift up our hearts and our minds, lift up our spirit, that, Lord, we might just be ready to hear what you've got to say to us. Father, your word is so wonderful. It opens up doors and avenues that we've never seen before. And this morning we just pray that you might just open up all of this to us, that we might just see something more of your beauty. That, Father, it might excite us, that it might challenge us, that it might ready us for the week ahead. And Father, we just praise you that we can come so freely in this way, doors wide open, bringing our praise and our worship to you. Father God, there is no other place that we would rather be than bringing praise and worship to you, Lord God. And this morning, we just thank you for all that you've given to us. Bless us now, we pray. We ask these prayers in and through our Savior's precious name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. Eight days in. How's it going for everybody? I shut my eyes a couple of times on the A46. It's not a problem. I was stuck in traffic. (laughs) Don't panic. I wasn't doing 62 miles an hour, which is the limit, of course, for such such a vehicle. But you see, this month is all about us digging deep. And with that said, I want to take us somewhere in Scripture that, uh, that Amy read for us that you've perhaps not seen before. If you have seen before, you've perhaps heard a few different things on what that prayer is all about. But God willing, God willing, will allow the Word to tell us what the Word is saying. Often we can confuse matters by thinking that the Word doesn't tell us the answer. The Word does tell us the answer. We just have to unlock it, yeah? So this morning, we're going to do that. But first, let me take you to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, a verse I am sure that you will know once I start reading it. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man and woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Let me read it again. All scripture is God-breathed, is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the man and woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. What a great starting point this morning for this message that we're going to have a look. In other words, don't skip the tough bits because they seem random. Rather dig into them because all scripture is God breathed. All scripture is useful for teaching, rebuking. Who likes a good rebuke? No. (laughs) All scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. And this is the key. And this morning, as we just reflect a little bit on last week, and we saw that Paul, directed by God, called us to bring prayer and petition to God. To say, God, please, this is what we need. God, please, this is what we need. God, I praise you. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but what I do know is that you're there. And Paul encouraged us to remember and to understand in our heart of hearts what we do know. He encouraged us to bring our prayer with thanksgiving, knowing that God is in control. Sure, I don't know what's happening, but he does. 
Sure, I'm not convinced about tomorrow, but he's already there, so I don't need to worry about it. And such great teaching for us in today's society as it's always been. And we have to know. And Paul said to us last week, just know what you know and be joyful because of what we do know. Turn to someone and say, I'm happy because of what I do know. Come on, let's have some participation. I'm happy because of what I do know. Now turn to the person that was second choice and apologize. Okay? You all had a second choice, didn't you? Shame on you lot. But church, we're full of joy because of what we do know. And there's no better example, I believe, in Scripture of personal prayer as in a man just praying to God than the man called Jabez. My dad had this prayer and still has this prayer, even though he's at a different church above his office door. And so often I've looked at it and thought, really? What a random prayer to have above your office door. Let me read it to you. As was so eloquently read by our wonderful Amy. Here we go. Jabez was more... His mother had named him Jabez saying, I gave birth to him in pain. And this is what Jabez said. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. What a prayer. And God granted his request. Don't miss that. And God granted his request. We're trying to find out what we can and can't say in prayer. We're trying to find out how we unlock what God's got planned for our lives. And we're trying to find out how we go about all of that. And Jabez is such a wonderful example. Because on the outset, that prayer looks real selfish, doesn't it? And you may have heard people say such things. But perhaps they've not quite understood what the whole picture is all about. It wasn't out of the ordinary for the Old Testament or even for the ancient writers to put in just this little piece about somebody within this, uh, well, what I should have done is got Amy to read one through, uh, one through, where's it go? All of chapter four. That's what I should have done. You see, because in there we've got lineage, we've got descendants of Judah. And it goes name after name after name after name after name and you read it and you're like, oh, you turn into a teenager. I'm bored. That sounds like my eight-year-old, to be fair. (laughs) And these little parts were just put in just to break it up so that we could just have a moment. And this piece here is not by accident. Remember 2 Timothy 3.16, that's why we started there. All scripture is God-breathed and useful for a number of things. And here we get this little break-up from the monotony, which allows us to just, oh, just enjoy just a beautiful prayer. First of all, I want to ask the question that, as Jabez puts it, that he, he's a man of pain. You see, his mother, well... She gave birth to him in a lot of pain. I'm yet to find a lady who says it was a joy. I am yet to find such a, such a woman. You see, because of the curse, then the pain of childbirth is increased. That is all part of the fall. It was never meant to be that way. It was never meant to be that way. 
but that was the route that we chose. And she says, I gave birth in absolute pain. And that's why she named him Jabez. I gave birth to him in pain is a literal translation for the name Jabez. Now think about that your entire life, caring about the fact that you are a pain. How do I know you're a pain? It's your name, mate. You'd be disappointed, wouldn't you? That's not the kind of name you want. You don't want to be carrying around that kind of baggage for your entire life. Can you imagine what the school teachers would have said to him? You were named that for a reason, pal. But he was a man of pain. His name means it. And verse 9 tells us it's a title that he wants to overcome. And this morning I wondered if we just start there for a second. If there's something in your life, and I've turned this microscope on myself. Don't, don't think I never do that. That always happens. Is, is there a title in my life that I want to shake off? You know that thing that people call you. The thing that people call us. The thing that we've always been. But we want to shake that off. I don't want to be that anymore. I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm sick to the back teeth of people telling me that I'm a pain. And the Bible tells us this morning that Jabez, as he pours out his heart to God, that that is something that he wants to shake off. And the thing is that we have to realize this morning, if there are things in our life that we are desperate to shake off, whether that be a title, and that could be a myriad of things... You'll know for you. I want to shake it off, Lord. What do we do with it? We take it to God. We take it to God. We take it to him in prayer. We take it to him with joy in our hearts that says, Lord, I'm tired of this. I want to put this at your feet and I want you to deal with it. And Jabez had the courage to say, it might be my name, but it does not define me. It does not define me. And this morning there are so many things in our life that can come in that we allow to shape us and mould us into something that we never intended to be. And the Bible's telling us this morning that we can be done away with that. I'm Matthew Ward, yes. But I'm a son of the Most High God. That's my title. That's what I want to define me. And as a church, this is it, isn't it? This is who we are. Lord, help me. I want to bring this to you because I'm sick to the back teeth of it. And I want you, Lord, to deal with it. And I want you to have your way in my life. Jabez takes it to God the very first step. His prayer is short and sweet. It's quite bold, or so it looks. But Jabez, well, he has in his mind on a, on a bigger picture And I know that's the case, not because, well, that sounds better than he'd got a big head and wanted to increase his own territory. No, no, Jabez had got his mind on a a bigger picture. And verse 9 points to that. It says, Jabez was more honourable than his brothers. Jabez was a man that was worth noting. Jabez was a man that understood who the God of Israel was. So much so that God thought it necessary to mention him. Nobody's mentioned in scripture by accident, remember. We've already covered that this morning and will do every week. That The truth is it's there because we need to hear it. And it says that he was more honourable. Now we don't know what his honourableness makes up. How it's made up. We don't know the ins and outs of that. But he's not in it for selfish gain. And here's the key to his prayer. 
He's in it for God's will, and he's in it for God's will in his life. That's why he's in this part of scripture. That's why his prayer is worth noting. And that's why as a church, that when we bring our prayers and petitions, our requests to God, our heart and our mind have to be right. Because we're going before the Most High God. And Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. He doesn't hold back, he brings it all to him. And we said that last week, didn't we? So important in our prayer life. Don't hold it back, bring it all to God. And Jabez brought it all to God. And he did not hold back. And he wanted to do God's will in his life. That's the key. Keep that in mind as we just go through three points really quickly. Firstly, he knows who his God is. He knows who Israel's God is. And that is his starting point. Don't you like that? It's the most sensible starting point. But how often do we not start there in prayer? Lord, I'm... Anybody else there? Lord, I need, just note how his language is. He cried out to the God of Israel. And he starts with the point that you are my God. You are Israel's God. It is bigger than me. Isn't that wonderful? What a great lesson for us this morning. When we put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, it's all because of the cross. And that salvation then is for you. That cannot be taken away from you. That is yours. The gift of the Holy Spirit that the Lord gives to us when we ask the Savior into our lives, that is your gift. It is yours personally. The Holy Spirit is there for you, filling us up, removing the nonsense. But then the picture's bigger. Because once we have the Holy Spirit, there are things that need to be done. There are people that need to be affected. There is a way that we need to live. And the Holy Spirit enables us to do that. Not to just be selfish, but to be selfless. And to put other people first. And to bring glory to God. And firstly, he knows who God is. Firstly, he knows who the God of Israel is. Not that, oh, well, I believe in God, but, (laughs) I've got to be honest, the last three or four years, I've struggled to see him. And I've had to take things into my own hands. See, I've got both hands on both hips. Now, I know you'd never do that, but I also know you're human. And we say, oh, I believe in God, but as we saw last week, I'm just going to keep this piece back. Let me just give you a a fact this morning, which you'll know, but bears thinking about. The devil also believes in God. Fact. But it ain't going to save him. It will not, it cannot, it is never going to save him. He has chosen his path, he is done. As is the victory through Christ, God has won. Great news for us this morning. Because that means that through him we can what? We can overcome. Through him we can overcome. So therefore we can say, okay, it ain't been great for the past three years. But when I look at what I do know, God has not left me. I probably deserved him to leave me, but he's never left me. 
He has been faithful and he has stood right by me. Rather, Jabez knows, he absolutely knows, and he directs his outpouring with a heartfelt thanks to a God who he is sure is in absolute control. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. And that's only something that you pray when you have utter faith in the God that you're serving, because what he's asking, secondly, he prays for personal blessing and territory gains. Oh, that sounds like a prayer to me. Before we started in here, this was our prayer, believe it or not. Because in our heart of hearts, it's not, wow, look how wonderful such and such is. Look how great they are. But Lord, if it be your will and your word says that you are going to build your church and the gates of hell aren't going to stand against it. If it be your will, let's have them out next door, shall we? Because we want that space. Oh, we can't afford it, but we know you can. We looked at that cattle on a thousand hills last week. He's in control. So, Lord, this is what we want. We want to go that way. Not for personal gain, but because it's in your will that you will grow your church. Heck, that doesn't mean four walls. That's nonsense. But we want to have the facilities in order that you can grow your church. That as the core gets bigger and stronger physically and spiritually, then God will bring the people in. And this is what the heart has to be of the church, that we're praying, we're on our knees, we're prostrate before God saying, Lord, in our hearts we know what you want, because we've seen it, we've read it, we understand it. So Lord, use us. And this is exactly what Jabez is praying. Not that his territory might be bigger, so that he might be able to have more goats and camels. Nonsense. But rather his territory is bigger so that he can do more. So that his heart is ready to serve the Lord in whatever way the Lord brings about. His whole life is dedicated to God. And his prayer is, Lord, that you would bless me. Why? So that I might be a blessing to others and bring more. Bring more. Do you know, if that's the prayer of the church collectively, God will honor that. Let me read the last part. And God granted his request. You see, Lord, we know, don't we, church? We know. Let's say we know. You don't know what you know yet. So be brave, very brave, but I like it. We know that you're going to build your church. That does not depend on me. Amen? That's incredible. That's good news this morning. Because I know, nine times out of ten, I am useless. I don't mind admitting that to you. That doesn't mean you don't come to me because you go, God, he's useless. <laughs> Please don't think that. But rather, God, you're in control. I've seen it in your word. I know it and I understand it. And your will is that you are going to build your church. So Lord, help us. Grow us. Help us to be that. The, the two words we were looking at last week, spiritually mature. I don't want to be on baby milk anymore. I want the solid food. Because when we start having the solid food, the Lord will bring the people in to challenge your solid food thinking. And they say, why do bad things happen? Blooming heck, I don't know. Don't ask me. (laughs) But rather we say, well, the word of God tells me that we chose the wrong direction. We chose those options. We had other choices. But we took of the fruit. And unfortunately, we do it again. And unfortunately, you'll do it tomorrow. 
And that's why we need a saviour. And we start unlocking to people about Jesus Christ through the questions that we thought were physically impossible to answer. I, I keep challenging people and still I'm yet to have somebody come at me where I'm sweating. The challenge is there. I leave it wide open. I might not have the answer in that moment. You might make me sweat. But I know my God is bigger. So I will go back and I will ask him. And I will dig. And I will find the answer. Not because I'm so confident, but because I'm absolutely confident in him. Amen? And this is what it's all about. That we're brave enough to bring our all to God, knowing that if we do that, it says there, and he granted his requests. So we were brave enough to pray for territory gains. Not in the sense of four walls, but Lord, come on. You know what you're doing. And that's a good job. So Lord, help us, grow us, enlarge the territory in which we can be a blessing. What a prayer as we start to unlock it. Jabez is praying in God's will. And, and of course, we have to understand and don't forget the lineage. He's in the line of what? Judah. Judah is the line of Christ. See how he was praying into God's will and he knew full well. Don't think he didn't. His heart was in the right place. He was switched on to God and he knew. You and I are absolutely sure in the foundation when we pray to God and we know we're in his will that he is going to deliver. And Jabez absolutely knew. He's in the lineage of Christ and he, Christ has got a much bigger plan than just Jabez. But that does not mean he's not going to bless Jabez. Because in the blessing of such a man, it brings about what God has brought about from the very beginning that we looked at. That Christ is to come. And that the saviour of the world is to be born through the line of Judah, the very lion of Judah, in a stable, in a manger, in the middle of nowhere. And he would be our salvation. And this is what the word is telling us this morning. Christ will build his church and the gates of hell will not stand against it. Jesus says that himself in Matthew 16 and verse 18. God has a bigger and a better outcome than just us. But he will bless us as we carry out what he's called us to do. Amen. That was secondly. Thirdly, everybody got these three points so far. Whew. Thirdly, Jabez continues by asking God's hand to be with him and to deliver him. Let's see what he says. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. What's he saying there? Free me from this bondage of this name that my mother gave me. <gasps> Why would she do such a thing? Free me from pain he says let your hand be with me keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain he asks God to deliver him and this shows us the heart of Jabez his prayer isn't for personal gain but rather he's called out to God to help him accomplish the promises of God that's a prayer isn't it that's what we need to be praying, not for personal gain, but Lord, help me accomplish what you've purposed in my life. Lord, give me wisdom, not so that I can be as wise as Solomon, but rather that when the stuff comes into my life that I need to deal with, that you give me the wisdom to deal with it. And if that means I'm as wise as Solomon, then happy days. 
But we pray with a heart that says, it's not about me, it's bigger than me. And I want to do your will, Lord. I want to accomplish your purpose and promise in my life. That God-given purpose that I know is there, but I'm too afraid to step into in case I do something wrong. So what? We all do it wrong occasionally. Unless you're me. And it's more often than not. But you've got to be brave enough to step. I know we're not all wired that way. And it frightens us to think, well, how can I talk to that person that I've worked with for the last three years about Jesus? They're going to think I'm a weirdo. They probably already do. So what? You are giving them the opportunity to hear the good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ. And these people that we consider friends, church, and we haven't yet shared the gospel with them, are they friends at all? Would you not share the good news of eternal life with the person that you love and care for? Would you not do that? Well, of course you would. So the challenge is we say, Lord, help me to accomplish what you've purposed in my life. Help me to be bold and to be brave. Father, bless me, strengthen me, so that I might be a blessing to others. This is the prayer of a spiritually mature person. And when we pray, our heart and our mind have to be of one accord. What am I praying for and why? What am I praying for and why? And there's only you that can answer that this morning. Only I can answer that in my own heart. What are you praying for and why are you praying for it? And if the answers fall in line with God's will for our lives, if the answers fall in line with Scripture, we can be absolutely categorically certain that God will answer that prayer according to his will, in line with his his will, and the bigger picture that is far greater than you and for me. And that's why we get the last part that says, and God granted his requests. Jabez bought his weakness. He bought his name in pain and God heard him. And when we come to God, we've got to come open and church, we've got to come ready. We've got to come open and we've got to come ready. And that is the prayer of Jabez. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this morning we just want to thank you for your word. We thank you for the boldness of Jabez, that he was willing to pray what needed to be prayed. He was willing to say what had to be said. And Father, we see that he was an honorable man. He was selfless. And this morning we ask that you might help us in our prayer life, in our walk with you, that we know what we're praying for and we know why we're praying it. Father, that we might pray in line with your will, in accordance with your word. That, Father, we might be ready to bring those prayers and requests and petitions to you with all the knowledge that we've had over the past few weeks to be rooted in you, ready to step. And that, Father God, as we do that, that we can be sure that you will hear and you will answer our prayer according to your perfect will. Father, this morning we just want to rejoice and want to thank you. We pray, Lord, for those that aren't with us today. Father, for whatever reason, let them know, Lord, that they are not outside of your control. Let them know that the situations perhaps that they find themselves in this morning, that that is not outside of your control. 
that nothing is surprising to you and that you are in absolute control. Father, we pray that you might just bless those that aren't with us. And Father, for us as a church that are here, sat in this room this morning, this church this morning, that we would be bold enough to say, Lord, bless us, strengthen us, enlarge our territory, open up our minds and our hearts, that, Father, you might do through us what you wish to do, that your purpose and your plans that you would accomplish them through our lives. That, Father, that we would be open and receptive to all that you're calling us to. This morning we lift your name high. Help us, grow us in wisdom and in spiritual maturity, we pray. We ask these prayers in and through our Saviour's precious name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.